Hello, welcome to The Word on the Street, an awesome chance to engage with the Bible for you and your kids. Time to turn your spare time into God's time, and here to help is your host, Anna Ware. God is amazing. We are spending this whole term looking at how amazing God actually is. It is so cool that we have a God worthy of our honor, worthy of us following him. I wouldn't want to follow a God who wasn't as amazing as our God. He is absolutely perfect. We know that he's invisible. We know that he's omnipresent. Omni meaning all, present meaning here. And this episode, we're going to be looking at God being omnipotent. Omni meaning all and potent meaning strong and powerful. I often mispronounce omnipotent and I say omnipotent because that's exactly how it is written. God is all powerful. He has power over all things all of the time. God's first example of power in the Bible is right at the beginning when he created the world. And that is the topic for our very first Word on the Street episode, God's creation. Job says to God, in Job chapter 42, verse 2, he says, No one can oppose you because you have the power to do what you want. In Job chapter 38, God actually talks to Job and he asks him heaps of questions. He says, Get ready to face me. Can you answer the questions I ask? How did I lay the foundation for the earth? Were you there? Did you ever tell the sun to rise and did it obey? Job, have you ever walked on the ocean floor? God asked Job, where is the home of light and where does darkness live? God asks, have you been to the places where I keep the snow and hail? He asks, who carves out a path for thunderstorms? Who sends torrents of rain on empty deserts where no one lives? God says, can you arrange stars? Did you teach birds to know that rain or floods are on their way? When lions are hungry, do you help them hunt? Do you send an animal into their den? And when starving young ravens cry out to me for food, do you satisfy their hunger? God is asking Job all these questions, and the answer is obviously no. Job is a man. He cannot do any of these things. Who can do all of these things? God. God can and God does. He can do absolutely anything. And when God became a man and came to the earth as Jesus, he performed so many amazing miracles. If you want to hear a whole series of episodes on Jesus' miracles, they were published back in October 2020. God does not have to obey any laws of science at all. He can do whatever he wants. What do you think? In this section, I'm going to ask you questions and you just need to answer yes or no. Can God really do anything? Yes or no? Is there anything that God can't do? Yes or no? Can God eat fish and chips? Hmm. Can God save the world in Fortnite? Can God stop the sun from shining? 
Last question. Can God tell lies? The reason why I wanted you to think through these things is that there actually is a limit to God and what he can do. And the reason why I think God is so amazing is, as well as all of the things that God can do, I just love God so much for all of the things he can't do. God cannot act in a sinful way. God cannot act in a way that is contrary to his character. So because God is good, God cannot be bad. God cannot tell lies. There's a verse in Numbers chapter 23, verse 19, which says, God is no mere human. He doesn't tell lies or change his mind. God always keeps his promises. While God is omnipotent, he's all-powerful, there certainly are things that God cannot do. Today's story. Today's story comes from the Bible as well, and it is the most repeated story, the most mentioned story in the Bible. So this story happened in Exodus, very early on in the Bible. And many, many Christians, many, many Jews have rewritten the story and mentioned this story in their own books later on in the Bible. Then this story is all about how powerful God is. God chose Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. The Israelites were slaves in Egypt. They were working so hard and they wanted their own land, their own country They didn't want to be slaves for the Egyptians anymore. In charge of Egypt was Pharaoh, and God organized for Moses to chat with Pharaoh about letting his people go. Nine times Pharaoh said no, and God caused a variety of plagues to come across the land. Gnats and frogs and insects and plagues and all kinds of horrible things came until the very last thing was the firstborn males all died. God can do all of that if he wants to. So eventually, Pharaoh let God's people, the Israelites, go. As the Israelites are running away, they get to the Red Sea. But Pharaoh has changed his mind again. He gets the chariots. They chase after the Israelites. The Israelites are at the Red Sea. They're trapped. What can God do? God says to Moses, raise your rod, stick it in the sand. When that happened... The Red Sea parted. Water went up on the left, water went up on the right, and down the middle was dry land. All, hundreds of thousands of God's people, the Israelites, walked through. When they got to safety on the other side, the walls of water on the left and the right crashed together in the middle, and any of the Egyptians had no chance of catching God's people, the Israelites. That wasn't the end of God's amazing power. God led his people through the desert. They had no food and no water. God provided manna for the people to eat, white wafery substance on the ground that the people could collect and make into cakes and eat it. He caused quail, little birds fly in, and they were able to eat the quail. God is very powerful. Do you know what God's people did after they escaped Egypt and were eating the manna in the desert? 
they were doubting God. They got to the promised land and there were big people in there that they needed to kick out and they said, God, this is too hard, we're going to die. They doubted God. God sent them back into the desert and then they grumbled that they were going to die of starvation, die of dehydration, not enough water. They doubted God. God said, don't you remember what I did with the Red Sea, with all those plagues? How could you have forgotten so quickly? I know for me, I didn't actually live through that. I've heard that story so many times. But the God who led the Israelites out of Egypt is the same God that I pray to every morning when I wake up. He's the same God that we believe in now. He's the same God who listens to me rambling on about my little life. He is just as powerful today as he was thousands and thousands of years ago when he led the Israelites out of Egypt. God is omnipotent. He was omnipotent yesterday. He is omnipotent today. And tomorrow he will still be omnipotent. Question time. Question number one. Do you find it hard or easy to believe that God is omnipotent? Why or why not? Question number two. How might the knowledge of God being all-powerful change the things you ask God for in your prayers? I know for me that when I pray, I don't ask God for miracles much. But I most certainly can because God is a miraculous God. I can expect God to do them because he is more than capable. He is all powerful. Thanks for tuning in to The Word on the Street this week. Next episode, we're going to be learning all about how God is love. Well, we have come to the end of this episode, but it doesn't have to be the end of the conversation. Why not take a moment now to think about what you can take away from today's talk? Oh, and if you want to discover more episodes and resources, head on over to the Word on the Street website. There's a link in the show notes, and you'll also find there a copy of today's passage. Thanks for being part of the Word on the Street. We're really looking forward to you joining us again real soon. You've been listening to the Eternity Podcast Network, eternitypodcasts.com.au.